Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 365 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation, sometimes not the greatest. This week, we are chatting about more unfortunate layoffs across the industry, including PlayStation, PS, VR2 compatibility with PC. Neil Druckmann might be hanging up the director boots sooner than later. Rebirth is here, and we remember the fallen, Malevolent Creek, and so much more. As we do it live each and every Wednesday night over on YouTube.com slash PS Trophy Room and and on your radios or whatever mp3s the next day on thursday so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i'm just okay all right fair enough it's been a rough week week and a half just work-wise not i just i'm not how, how am i gonna put this Maybe it's just the imposter syndrome Fair. sneaking up where I feel like I'm not doing everything to the best of my abilities and I'm constantly forgetting something. And again, with all the layoffs, which we'll get into, right? You just work feeling in the industry, like it feels I'm I'm an easy person to be like, all right, we can live without Kyle. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just what's seeping me. I agree. I mean, I... <laughs> and, which I, which is another re- like, yes, I took off. I, I've had my first official PTO now. Yeah. Uh, starting tomorrow and through Monday. Um, and I took it off for rebirth, but it, yeah. blessing in disguise. I just really needed the mental absolutely kind of vacation for a yeah, little bit absolutely i definitely think this is going to be a nice little uh vacation for social media for the next few days for me yeah it's yeah. just been i mean the last 48 hours have been very heavy yes. um and i mean yeah. you're working in the industry uh-huh. and i feel like that what you're thinking right now is common for what I probably know. everybody's mm-hmm. thinking right mm-hmm. now so you're not alone in thinking that and listen this is gonna be this is gonna be a hell of a week that being said, yeah. Kyle, yeah. we do have a really awesome starter question that's going to lift your spirits. Would you like to read it for everybody? Would you like to read it for the class? I, I absolutely would love to. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Bertos Maximus over on the Discord. Good evening, gentlemen. My main reason for writing in this week is to say a big thank you to the both of you for creating this community. I've had the honor of playing online with Joe recently and others in this community. And, well, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor. This community is brilliant, and the support, while being new to the game in question, a certain diving game, has been absolutely amazing. Also, big thank you to Joe for helping me get two of the hardest trophies in the game as well. He sacrificed himself at the end of the round and missed out on one one of them. Frowny face. So on to the question, and it's a simple one this week. Joe and Kyle, how hard was it to build this community, and would you do it all over again? Honestly, thank you guys. You are amazing. And this podcast has helped me through some really dark times. Keep hunting, guys, and keep being the ama- amazing men that you are. Your friend across the pond, house slanger and house banger for the combined win. Thank you, Berto. So that's lovely for you to say. Yeah. I appreciate that all a lot. I uh, I will not 
I and I won't even you know censor the b word that he just used. Listen, um, I just I didn't stop at slanger. I said it. <laughs> you said it. You said it loud and you said it proud, and I thank you for it. Uh, first and foremost, I had this collective thought uh, at work the other night um, of just like knowing that I was going to be dropping into hell divers with like community folks. Like today I dropped in to Sean's game yet again. And Sean just had to be AFK all the time. And you know what? <laughs> we missed out on super, super samples. And am I going to hold it against him? Yeah. yeah. But it, it was a blast to do. And like hearing people when you're dropping into their game, like fan out, nerd out that you're there. It's very weird. And it doesn't stop being weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> just so next time when I come into your, your, your rooms, it's calling me like a piece of trash. Um, but <laughs> You know, it's just it, it, it's it's just an honor that we get to do this each and every week. Um, and for like some people on Twitter wondering why I don't hang up the PlayStation cow when I'm critical of them and sell my PlayStation, this is why. Um, mm. It's for you, the community. It's for y'all listening, for us hanging out. We have, uh, for from what I'm aware, a very big Discord. And the fact that y'all are so incredibly wonderful to each and every one of you, it's just. Uh, it, it, to each other it's just that's the reason why we do this yeah and to we, answer your question i yeah. absolutely would do it all over again 100 um but also truthfully when you say how did we do it we uh. didn't do anything special we just <laughs> talked playstation and yeah. i guess the way we talk about it and our personalities kind of just gravitate and and i'll toot our own horns a little bit yeah. and the people that are in it the right kind of people yeah to be a part of it people who are welcoming and and just kind and passionate um to our community in the discord and i'm happy that we give off that vibe yeah and i'm happy that the people here uh echo that same kind of sen- sentiments yeah. it's awesome and i'm i'm and i'm lucky for you dude you're the i think you're the same. moral compass I, I, I try to be <laughs> without you and people one of the, I think I'd probably be one of those hate streamers, you know, <laughs> I'd be hating on Tomb Raider for some reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, that said, I do want to take this very kind and beautiful moment as we are going to talk about the brutal week that has been not just for PlayStation, but the industry at large and how we got here. How do we get ourselves out? I want to just have one more just moment of happiness and that is kyle i pulled a karen at gamestop today and, <laughs> and I, I am feel so powerful now uh, there we go i was just gonna say i am terrified uh-huh. of you because yep. you are the type of person and i'm not saying this no i am saying it the way say i'm it. gonna say just it. just say it when you get the tiniest bit of power get some it goes straight to your head <laughs> and you then continue on this roll. Yep. <laughs> and there's no stopping this train now. Nope. So you are now going to become like an SNL skit of like what they perceive Karen's to be. You got yep. the little taste and oh, now man. you're like a cocaine addict and you're rubbing it all your gums. Like, oh, let me go into a Target and yell about not having the right type of soap. <laughs> you're not far off. So I went into GameStop today. <laughs> because here's the thing i wanted i wanted to make sure that my pre-order is secure for final fantasy 7 rebirth as of recording is still not out yet we didn't get a code for square enix that's fine um and i'm just really happy i'm like this is this i i'm really excited for this game uh, i'm gonna pay it off right here right now and i have fifteen thousand GameStop points whatever it is called now and i'm gonna go 
you know, get $15 off of the, the deluxe edition. And I wanted to make sure I have the Final Fantasy Stop the Steel Trucker hat. Uh, like, I'm guaranteed it. Okay? Just really quickly. I don't yeah. want it to go away too far. Landon and Chuck goes, meet Joe's alter ego, Jaren. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character. I'm in. <laughs> so I walk in and you listen. GameStop employee, he's awesome. He, he actually used to go to my schools and my high school. So, like, I know him on a personal level. We're talking shop. And I'm about to pay this thing off. I traded in uh, um, Avatar for it. No loss. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm like, okay. And I want to also put my points to this. And as he tries, he goes, uh-oh. I'm like, what? He goes, you don't have any points. I go, well, that can't be. He's like, you, he's like, you only have 5,000 points. I go, no, no, no. I have 15,000. Like I literally just checked the night before and he goes, well, we have a new policy. This is where the Karen in me starts. And he goes, after a year of whatever purchase, your points go away. I know. I know. GameStop is really going under you guys. If you didn't think they're penny pinching. I mean, your points don't even go to trade-ins anymore, Kyle. (sighs) Yeah. So here I am. I'm about to blow a goddamn fuse. I've had a rough day today. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of those. I had to adult all day. I didn't. I did not like my day so far. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay. So how do we fix this? He goes, you have to call customer service. Now here's where I their customer service sucks. Sucks. It's renowned that they're awful. It's I awful. Go, okay, so I'll call them. I'll come back to you. Whatever. Okay. First off, I walk out. I actually get a call. And like as I'm walking out of the GameStop, and she's like. Uh, sorry, I get a call. I call them a minute afterwards. So I was like, oh, this is a surprise. And usually they're from Sweden. They're like, hi, my name is Elisa. I'm like, no, you're not, Elisa. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Jorgen. You know better. And um, and her name's Elisa, and I doubt it, but whatever. And she's like, yeah, so we need proof on the receipt that you purchased, because I went there on Sunday. I did a, mm-hmm. a huge trade. That that it has the points on there i'm like are you kidding me the receipt like can't you just look it up on your computer i go so you're telling me i have to go back to this GameStop and uh print out a receipt print out a receipt and she's like yes and i'm like okay well i'm 50 feet in front of a GameStop, so we're (laughs) going to go in right now and my buddy's on the like my buddy's waiting at the cash register and i'm you know let him do all the things and i'm like i'm just going like i know that I have 15,000 points. I'm very upset. I've been a member since 2011. Barack was president. That was day one. I was there. Mm -hmm. All right. I remember I was wearing the polo selling these pro memberships and, um, and I give her that whole spiel and I'm like 15 minutes into it. She's like, sir, I will give you 15,000 points. I'm so sorry. It will take three to five minutes. I'm and I I had him look it up there. I'm like, it's not even I go, I go, it's not even on the receipt. The points they don't show on your receipt. I go, so so they used to. They used to. I go, Alyssa, all I see is my pro membership and how much I saved today. I don't see my points. Where are my points, Alyssa? I walked into this GameStop. (laughs) Am I am I walking into this GameStop for nothing, Alyssa? (laughs) And tell me your real goddamn name, okay? It's Stefan. I know it. (laughs) I can I can hear that Swedish accent from anywhere. and i can hear it so lo and behold she added fifteen thousand points to my account now i have actually twenty thousand. and okay. final fantasy and the trucker hat will nice. be mine for uh for 10 bucks that's not bad so i carried my way to get it 
I have to I have to call GameStop customer service as well. Yeah. Because I pre-ordered Ultros physically. Oh. It said it got shipped on Valentine's Day. Okay. But where is it? <laughs> I don't have it. Where is it? And it says it's a waiting pickup. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? It's tell been the, two weeks. Tell them how long you've been Alyssa, a member. Alyssa, you need to help me right. You help my friend Joe. That's right. You, I not even help. You just gave him fifteen thousand points. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> give you my game. Yep. And you know what? I, I, I even said I'm like, thank you. At the end of it, I go, thank you. Sorry, I yelled at you so much. <laughs> she just hung well, up. I on mean, me. do you know? Like, I, you know, you could tell all the movies in the background. Yeah. Go to Best Buy a lot. Spend a lot of money at Best Buy. Yeah. Do you know that they locked points behind their total tech, like my Best Buy membership, where you have to pay a yearly thing to be a part of it? See, I have so many points that I can't access because I'm not spending two hundred dollars a year to now what? go to my best. It's something ridiculous to uh-huh. go to my Best Buy that is now no longer selling Blu-rays and, and 4K. Oh my god! What what's what's happening here? This used to be a proper country. We used to be a country that rewarded their customers. <laughs> exactly. What are and we now? What's happening? Joe's calling <laughs> Alyssa in Sweden oh, about God. fictional points, so he can only spend ten dollars on Final Fantasy Rebirth. And God damn it, I got it done. That said, Kyle, <sighs> listen. Let's get into the show where we can have that en- energy <laughs> that we just spent and just put it there instead. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, y'all. Hey, listen, we got a merch store. Go over in the description. Check out some stuff. A smurf store? Did yes, you say? a smurf store. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it's a merch store. Go there. Peruse. If you like a sweater, go pick it up. You like a mug? I love a good mug. You kidding me? Look at this. I got a trophy, a, a trophy cup. You can't get that on the merch store, but you get the no. drift. There's, there's yeah. cups there. Go check it out. Support the show. By the players, our community show is live this month. We are talking as a community all about Final Fantasy VII Remake. And the community, once again, shows that they are way smarter about video games than I. Uh, it was awesome hearing everybody geek out over their love of Final Fantasy, where re, uh, Remake differs and where it may take the series going forward. Um, awesome. It's up there on Patreon. Anybody at a paying membership can go there, listen to it, and enjoy. Of course, next month is Last of Us Part Two. And tomorrow is the deadline for signups. There's no clear best time. Uh, so we would like to do Saturday, March 16th. Uh, and so if we have a preference anywhere between 9 a.m., 11 a.m. or 2 p- 30 p.m., who knows? Who knows? You decide. Go over to the Discord channel. Uh, let Marcus know that you're interested. What times best suit you? And if we can make it work with our busy schedules, you can sit down with us as we chat all about The Last of Us part two remastered or just part two in general so yeah go check that out and then link to our discord down below as well that said the last bit of housekeeping is our patreon pitch we say it each and every week uh this is a free show that we put in uh hours for y'all to enjoy so if we ever got you through a long car ride a tough day at work whatever your situation may be it definitely helps us out even if it's just a buck our way over at patreon.com even if it's not a recurring payment it think of it like a tip jar it really really helps us out immensely we have adobe and some podcast site things uh that we have to take care of by the end of march and that fee is 
truthfully around like 600 bucks. It really does help our way uh, over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest upgrading member, Maximum Carnage, at the silver tier. Our premium tiers, Todd Berwitz and Toxic. Our platinum tier, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Ryuko Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Shubles and Bits, Bertos Maximos. Chris Hybrid 748, Matt Valdez, Chris the Wizard, Solo, Silcanet, Decimine, Jadis Vaughn, Metal, Mitchell Gramling, and Randy Hale. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hyden Doors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Andrasaur, Astronaut Jr., Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Bredson Zachary, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, Stone Cold, Tino Six Speed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bam, and Matthew King, Duh Overlord, Diwane Raksha, Rick, uh, sorry, Drellish, Rick Davis, Steph Midler, uh, Samuel Nestling, and the Lord Commander Suddy. I also want to thank Gamesly for gifting five Trophy Room, a PlayStation Show members in our live show. Gamesly, you beautiful you son a of a gun. Thank you all so much. Now it is time <sighs> to square up the news in a segment I like to call Another Turning Point, a Fork Stuck in the Road. Life takes it's Gamsley, by, by the way. Not Gamsley. It's Gamsley. Something, something, I'm really depressed. Kyle, it's time to square up the news. Before we square up the news, I just realized, and there's nothing we can do about it. Uh-oh. You are so tiny compared to me on the layout. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I want to be a little man. Are you You're me? so tiny, and I can't <laughs> crop the window because... No, I like this. Let I me be a little boy. In, but you're, it's fine. Let me be a little boy on the video version. All me? right, let's let's get into it. Can I do a little voice? Listen. <laughs> Anything that we need some hopium, <clears throat> copium. Uh, this away. comes from Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle. And Zarmina writes, PlayStation Studios cancels multiple games and is re-evaluating operations. Sony has revealed that it's canceling multiple PlayStation Studio games while reevaluating the division's operations. This news comes amid the announcement that PlayStation is laying off 900 employees worldwide, with PlayStation Studios boss Herman Hulse penning a separate blog to explain how the redundancies affect first-party developers. Hulse confirmed that Insomniac Games... Naughty Dog, as well as PlayStation's technology, creative, and support teams will be impacted by the layoffs. As previously announced, London Studio will be shut down permanently, and Fire Sprite will have its headcount reduced. Hull's former company, Guerrilla Games, is also undergoing layoffs. With all of the above comes cancellation of projects as well. Quote, we looked at our studios and our portfolio, evaluating projects in various stages of development, and have decided that some of those projects will not move forward, Hulse wrote. It has been previously reported that a Spider-Man multiplayer game by Insomniac has been canceled along with The Last of Us multiplayer. The multiplayer game that London Studio was working on is presumably dead as well. Quote, 
PlayStation 5 is in its fourth year, and we are at a stage where we need to step back and look at what our business needs, Hulse added. I want to be clear that the decision to stop work on these projects is not a reflection on the talent or passion of team members, end quote. And in an update tweet from Jason Schreier on the Twisted Metal Games cancellation, despite some recent scuttlebutt, suggesting that Twisted Metal was close to release. The game was in early development and wasn't yet greenlit, per source. Guerrilla Games has cut its workforce by 10%, but Media Molecule barely survived. (sighs) Kyle. (sighs) This was coming, right? Um, I saw a lot of folks, you know, you you go on social media, you see the scuttlebutt that's on there, and it's all the, the, you know, console war the fanboy talk you know when xbox is going through their layoffs which were horrible and yeah. just equally as awful as these right um no layoffs are good let's be perfectly clear no it it it, it hurts to like talk about it hurts to speak about it's but it's important to have these conversations and we need to do a balancing act when we're talking about this on podcasts of like talking about the situation at hand, which is the bubble has bursted here. Uh, the COVID bubble, you could call it a crash. Like I am whatever you want to call it um, versus the, the real human element, which is that people lost their jobs and livelihoods. Um, you know, when I saw the, the Xbox news, I, I saw people going, how am I going to afford my life-saving medication? Cause that the health plan you know, covered that. I'm seeing people on this side now on, on the PlayStation and going, I have work visas. Like <laughs> my livelihood is literally upended because of this. So, like I need to get hired ASAP now. Um, stress it's also wild. doesn't need to be half. Yeah. yeah. It's also wild to see just how different regions in the world handle. Yes. Layoffs under the same corporation. Yeah. Like offering, I believe in the UK, there's some sort of career, a program that helps you find a new mm-hmm. job. Same thing over in. They the, also uh, like a company Eastern can't regions. just do it off the whim. Yeah. Yeah. But here in the U S it's just like, all right, you're done. Bye. Yeah. Which is awful. And I don't understand why. Right. Um, it, 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 man, that's a bigger conversation, which it's a much bigger is, conversation. It's the hard mode that we cho- told ourselves <laughs> we're not going to get we're into. We're not going to get into <laughs> Yeah. We chose grounded mode. Um, so like for, for me, it's you're right. I think it's the way, like culturally, how different cultures handle these type of situations is eye opening, um, and it really opened my eyes because I thought, like, yeah, like you could just lay off anybody in, in the UK the same way you could do in the US, and that's yeah, that was wild to me that that's not the case. They actually have to do some like legalese around it um, and give you all a heads up, which is again nuts. That being said, though, um, my question to you, Kyle. How the hell did we get here? Because like again, I saw a lot of people, you know, like going to the, with, you know, Xbox going semi multiplat hybrid approach, right? And people going, it's the end of the console war. PlayStation One, and I told you to what end, right? Like I was, like I feel like I and a few other people are like, cool. So PlayStation wins the console war. What happens now? Um, this is the problems that PlayStation sees in front of it. Um. It is a much more uh, agnostic future in terms of how people engage with platforms that they're not particularly um, known for doing, right? So I want to know, Kyle, how do we how do we get ourselves here? 
I think is the first question. So, so take it away. How do we get here, Kyle? I'm scared. <sighs> it, that in and of itself is a tough question to answer. Yeah. Because we're on the outside looking in. Sure. We're, we're just trying to figure out what went wrong. And thinking about this, the majority of my analytical brain which is a very small portion of my brain i don't like i, I like to think it's a little hamster and it's in a wheel yeah, yeah 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 he's he's running after instead of just a slice of cheese it's a slice of pizza because that's what's going on in my head <laughs> that's fair pepperoni um, baby yeah i feel like we got here when it comes to playstation i think it all goes down to jim ryan's plan to implement a whole lot of live service games yeah. And and on paper, expecting that to take off and bring in a lot of revenue, but really downplaying the cost of developing that and then maintaining those style of games. And where I come to that conclusion is when we heard Naughty Dog canceling their multiplayer game. And they were like, in order to do this properly, we would have to dedicate everything to maintain to continue to develop to make sure this live service game this multiplayer game is up to our naughty dog standards and we don't we want to keep making single player games we don't want to only be a multiplayer type of thing so i think that is where my mindset goes where a lot of these canceled games are in the similar vein of being a multiplayer game seems like a live service type of model and I feel like too many eggs were maybe put in that basket. And now we're realizing that it's not sustainable, like you said, because we're coming out of the COVID bubble. Yeah. Where we're four years out and it's still, we're still feeling the effects of having the world shut down for as long as it did. And people are going outside. People are, ex- you know, exactly seeing the and, world again. Yeah. And that has its its effects here in the States. And, and, and how do we find our way out of it? I, don't know i don't think there's one singular answer to solve it you know what's gonna like (laughs) it's it's like you know i've heard many people be like well just raise the price of games again that's not gonna happen that's not not good for anybody except for the devs but even then they know i smaller games sure i don't know like i I don't have the answers. And and honestly, even if we had the answers, I don't think it's going to eliminate this problem from happening. Right. I think it's still going to happen. So how did we get here? I think, you know, because I saw this this one video of like, you know, Sean, Sean Layden talking again. We'd love to have you on, Sean, talking about uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Vibrant Ribbon. Right. And talking about like, yeah, we made this game. It was a small game. It wasn't going to sell millions of units, but that wasn't the point. Like, you know, we we're making games because like they, they, they had they, they had a power to them in its art. Right. Like Concrete Genie is a great example. And we then I mean, that was only like, what, six, seven years ago. And then we take a look at what PlayStation is now. And it's only big games, only AAA. The only you got to see all the pores on their face right it's it's about the the triple digit not triple digit more like you know quintuple digit number of 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 resources being put in right money wise and all of a sudden you're having these bigger games that take way long 
to to develop for and they're way more costly and now all of a sudden you've hit the ceiling uh you know this is something we've echoed for weeks now playstation's problem is if a game sells really great like a spider-man or a god of war it sells 15 million units we don't get to see the cost of these games. We see the units sold and go, oh, that's awesome. But when you see a budget like Insomniacs, which is over $300 million just for development alone, you could start understanding, oh, it needs to sell 7.5 million units just to hit even. Then you understand what PlayStation's problem is, which is the margins for these games don't make sense. And I think everybody has echoed. Sean Layden's vision was correct. We need smaller games with half the budget. uh, And that's the things that are going to carry us, at least be the tourniquet for us for the next 10 odd years. Because what we saw was like the doubling down of what the PS4 vision was and not really understanding that that was a lightning in the bottle generation moment of having all these games. And now all of a sudden you have to deliver even more. Uh, And that costs even more money because we've conditioned the consumer of this is what you expect from a PlayStation game. So that's where we've, we found ourselves. We found ourselves in a change of vision of like, these games need to be bigger. Them realizing, Oh, actually, you know what? Bigger games cost way more. And we've hit our ceiling a little bit. Well, now let's pivot to games of service. Not understanding that these studios, if you, if you're going to apply to anywhere, let's just say I'm a communications major, right? You're not going to see me go out there and be, I don't know, an accountant, right? I don't know numbers. I didn't, I didn't apply there. Same goes for if I'm a developer and I'm really passionate and really, you know, you know, I'm really passionate about level design and I love a certain kind of game. I'm going to apply to a certain kind of company and it goes for things like Naughty Dog. It goes to things like Santa Monica. You have those dream studios you want to work for because those games you were raised by. Um, and all of a sudden you have to switch to multiplayer and it doesn't make much sense to you. And you have to, you know, work with those changes or you're a multiplayer gal or guy. And you're just like, you know what? I want to make something or you're hired at Naughty Dog to make that multiplayer game. The multiplayer game doesn't come out where do you go? Right. So it's, you're right. Part of it is that, that Sean Layden, sorry, the Jim Ryan vision did not pan out. PlayStation studios are not equipped for the multiplayer experience. Like we thought they could be, um, or the, the big AAA studios that we known because their DNA would have to be changed so much. And at the same exact time, games have gotten way too big and the budgets are way too out of control. That is not the problem of the developer, by the way, from some people yelling at me. It's the exec that signed off on that. Agreed. It is so, never the developer's problem in my eyes. <laughs> well, listen, it sometimes is. Like sometimes you have to, you know, a producer has to come into the room and go, okay, guys, our eyes are way too big for our stomach. But if the if the if the exec goes, yeah, it's good. You know, go go ahead, do your thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, when it comes to like the smaller teams on the indie side of things, or but like when it comes to a PlayStation Studios studio, it, it's they have to have a higher up sign off on all these things. So it's and it's like you know I I see in in two pack stack seven it's like corporate greed that absolutely plays a role, but it's also like this this corporate like. Um, like fadism, 
if that makes it like chasing the fad like if you're if you're an exec you don't really know anything like you don't even know what you're selling you just hear like fortnite i want to yeah, make a fortnite they're trying to keep their pulse on the the industry what everyone's into and what's the hot thing right now and they want exactly a piece of it. and so and and then they go and they try to chase it and they're like ah, well, naughty dog is yeah. the best studio they could do this by and the time by the time they're ready to release it yeah. that fad is either almost over or other games are doing it so well that your game is not going to carve out a, yeah. a fraction of what you need to make everything you put into it worth it. Yep. And I think the, the which, success which, stories. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Which kind of goes into when this, this whole news of live service, that plan comes out of us being hesitant because of that same issue of like, how many live service games are too many for yeah. people to have enough interest to to keep those studios going and mm-hmm. and and continue to allow them to make the things that we love, which are the narrative single player kind of focused things. Right. And I think even like the success stories out of Helldivers is another thing of like PlayStation's very lucky there. We're we're hoping they could capitalize on that as well, like give Arrowhead the support they need. But like PlayStation has shown they could do this and they can also explore what I think what, what you alluded to earlier, which is like, how about not every game needs to be $70? How about not every game needs to be the third person over the shoulder open world game, which listen, we love narrative base, right? Love like, it. what if a game is a returnal? What if a game is, you know, a hell divers? And Akina. I think, yeah, a, uh, yeah, a cane of bridge of spirits. Like you don't, you don't need to make these big, wild bombastic titles you can have something in between that is that middle ground that helps you go go further right it's also the thing that i don't think a lot of playstation fans want to talk about which is um the fact of the matter is the minecraft generation grew up i work with some of the minecraft generation kids i don't understand them and i kind of hate their guts um and they're very platform agnostic. I hear a lot of like parents and dads, like, 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 you know, cause I, I happen to be friends with like every single like 40 year old man with, with two kids. And there's like, my kids are playing on, on their iPads and now they're, they're going out there. They're looking at PC, right? They're like, yeah, they play on the PlayStation sometimes, but they're kind of everywhere. And, you know, how do you get the people that grew up on Minecraft onto PlayStation? It's way harder or easier said than done. And so that's the other problem that PlayStation has is that, and the whole industry has noticed is just like, Hey, we see the, the, the ceiling for all the, the entire console market, which is like around, you know, 200 million units, you know, ballpark, right. Just off the top of my head. Um, us PlayStation, if we do a really good year, it's over a hundred million units. That's the ceiling. And we know our ceiling when it comes to selling our games here. So we have to take, our games and put them somewhere else. It's what Hiroki Totoki literally talked about last week before he decided to butcher all these studios is, Hey, we need to start tightening the belt. We need to start looking at other platforms to, to put our games in something we echoed last week as well. So when I hear people go, Oh, they're never going to put their games day date on PC. It's hilarious to me. It's absolutely what they're going to do. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be slow. I like, but I listen, I see the writing on the wall. Next three to four years, they're gonna be building that infrastructure so that they do eventually by the 
by the generation, uh, by the PSX generation, you're going to see games have, if not day and date release on PC, uh, a very shorter window of like six to 12 months tops. Um, because if it, if it means these layoffs won't happen, if that is the case, yeah. if it means for a healthier PlayStation to be day and date on PC and still have exclusive console exclusives. I'm not saying games go everywhere else. I think that's better for PlayStation. Yeah. That's kind of, that's I don't think it, anyone can argue against that. Yeah. And I so to me it's like I the writings on the wall that they're going to go take a look at other platforms and also integrate PC into their ecosystem. Make a PlayStation app, right? On your PC, on your phone, via cloud all of it they want to integrate that into their ecosystem because they kind of see the writing on the wall here too now that said guys (laughs) the though we are seeing record layoffs and turmoil amongst the industry um it's not dying (laughs) like we you know every time we get into a generation we always go next generation's the last one i don't think that we just have to get comfortable with the fact that the gaming industry is changing and it is scary. Change is often scary. Um, but you're going to still be playing on your PlayStation. You're still going to be able to play on your PC. You're still going to be playing on your Xbox. Wherever you get to play, I just think you're going to see more options in terms of uh, where you're playing PlayStation games. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Look, I think the success of Helldivers shows a lot to Hiroki Totoki, the CFO of Sony, right? This is the numbers guy. The CFO is where cre- creativity goes to die, right? He he's the he's the he's the conservative dad that's like we're not going to Chuck E. Cheese on Sunday, okay? <laughs> like he's he's the you guy get that's one topping on this exa- pizza, one, no one, it, and no crazy bread. Yeah, one. <laughs> you think you're getting happy, you dumb son of a bitch? We have you're water lucky at home. This rat. <laughs> <laughs> no you soda. Know? We have water at home. Exactly. From bottled water Ugh. so like that's that's the thing it's like we also have to realize who hiroki totoki is he's the numbers guy and that may not be that may be a scary thing to to think about so yeah i i get it again towing the line between it's awful to see so many people talented folks lose their jobs and then also realize as industry as a whole that we have a lot more hurt to go through um I think at the end of the day, we have seen what happened during 2020 was a lot of outside investment, a lot of Hollywood money coming in um, and outside forces coming in and going, hey, this video gets everybody's in their house. Let's just throw some money at the wall and see what sticks. And they didn't realize the amount of effort goes into making a game is harder than making a show, making a movie or any type of entertainment takes a lot longer. And so when they see the investment maybe pay off it's not as high that they want to see and we're at this point where there are so many great games coming out that there's just so much competition in these like stiff windows of time like february is another holiday season for crying out loud that when these games come out they could be successes but if the investors aren't aren't getting the return that they wanted to see well then they get cold feet and that's what we're seeing a lot of right now uh and we're also seeing it right now as we get into the 
um, you know, EA conversation as well. Um, so I'll just, I'll just say this bit breaking news right before recording EA has let go of 670 employees, 5% of its global workforce EA Ridgeline, a EA studio focused on making single player content for the battlefield uh, next battlefield game has been dissolved quote, as a part of this change, we are winding down on Ridgeline as a standalone studio in Seattle with some team members joining ripple effect. They'll continue work uh, with teams across dice Ripple and Criterion as they build the next Battlefield experience. EA closes the Respawn-led rumored Mandalorian game, quote, knowing this, we have decided to pivot away from early development on a Star Wars FPS action game focused our efforts on new projects based on our own brands while providing support on existing games. Um, I'm going to stop right there because the rest of the quote isn't interesting. I definitely think... uh, just by that quote alone, seeing how much Disney property that EA was working on, I could definitely see EA trying to buddy up to Disney going, you want to buy us? Huh? Do you? We're working on so much. Look at Jedi Star Wars. Like, look at that. That's a Star Wars. We did so good. Everybody loves it. Look, at we're making the Black Panther game, making the Iron Man game. Um, I can, I could connect the dots when I see it, when you know, Disney probably invested the money with, the save money with Epic. Um, EA was just like, all right, well, there's no point of this and probably closed down some studios because of it. That said, um, more layoffs as we see now big publishers going, okay, we got to retract. Um, the games that we're making are not hitting as they once were. Licensing, licensing fees are getting ridiculous. We need to start making our own games again or our own sequels to things again because we're seeing it with, you know, uh, Immortals of Avium. EA original game, over a $100 million budget, flopped. We're going to see, by probably next day, some horrific Ubisoft layoffs, as that company is ginormous. Um, there's more to come here. And I think what we're in seeing it, from... Yeah, the, I just yeah, want to say, in it. addition to this week, the super massive layoffs, yep. the Deck 9 layoffs... Yep. Like it has been non-stop this year. Yeah. In addition to how the end of last year ended. Yeah. And and the scary part for all these people affected and and I completely em- empathize with them and understand where they're coming from is all these people are out of jobs, thousands upon thousands yeah. upon thousands how many open positions are there for all of them? How many new people coming into this industry for the first time? Now, like, everybody's going to fight for a junior role. It's And that's scary. It's unfair. And I'm just... My my heart goes out to them. I wish they all land on their feet. I know that it statistically is probably not going to happen when it comes to finding another job in the game in, games industry. Yeah. It's already small enough. Sucks. Yeah. Um I hope so many new studios come from this and we get but new that comes original from outside games. investment, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and it, it's just it's so hard to just tread water right now and yeah. the fact that so many people are are just completely out of it. It's it's awful. It's just yeah. really, really awful. 
Yeah. So that said, I think we're seeing major corporations just start turtling because they, they're like, just work with what we know. And we're seeing them, yeah, lay off some good people because of it. Again, what I would love for them to see, for to see EA, Ubisoft, all these people start embracing more of, which we saw in the beginning with EA Originals, which is like, look at, um, what is it, like uh, Tales of Kenzara Zhao, right, if I pronounce it right. That's a small game. That's an indie game. That's published by EA Originals. More of that, less of Immortals of Avium. Like, look at new ideas. Check out smaller studios. I beg you, y'all, not every game needs to be $100 million to be a success. I think what we're going to hopefully start seeing is how the PS4 you know, started to catch fire, which is like making smaller deals, uh, smaller risks, and seeing how they pay out. I think that's where where hopefully these, these companies go. Yes, Kyle, Stevenson Trophy Room. Bringing up an indie comparison yeah. um, that I know you make fun of me for. Oh, go for it. I've been playing uh, Balatro nonstop since its release. Right. That is a very simple concept, a poker roguelike. Yep. Probably didn't cost a lot to make, even though I don't know the numbers. It could. I have no yeah. idea. Made back its money within the first hour of release. Yeah. Like, and that game is is the talk of the town. Everyone's playing that game. It's incredible. The fact that in a week it had like 140 years worth of playtime already or something wild. Yeah. Like if we can get more of those kind of success stories at, at these bigger bigger publishers where like you said nothing nothing has to be not everything has to be as big and bombastic as possible. You can have a smaller type of game and still turn a profit and still make a great game yeah yeah um so that said that's been the aftermath i think we handled it pretty damn well and i think you're right at the end of the day it's like listen if a smaller game doesn't pan out it's not going to kill your entire outlook (laughs) like and i think again you're right games like bellatro games like hell divers explore the non-70 dollars i beg the christ yeah out of y'all like just yeah. please you can do it we have a few questions about this ace and Sane writes in really yeah. quickly again just to reiterate we wish the absolute best for everyone 100%. that got laid off 100%. But we hope you land on your feet we want you to keep making great art great games and we, we hope this is the last time you get to experience that yeah uh ace insane writes in can we all agree that Jim Ryan visiting the London studio five days prior to them shutting down without having the stones to tell them to their faces is absolutely shameful. Uh, we all know decisions as big as closing a whole studio are made in well over five days. I'd love to know how such an incompetent people are to get, or sorry, get into such high positions of power. All right. I get we're angry yeah. at Jim. I get we're yeah. angry at Jim, right? Yeah. May I take a very unpopular uh, stance? Uh, you sure walk at the end of the plank before you go. Fair. As much listen, we give Jim a shit ton of credit, and this is cowardice, right? At least be like, hey, may, can we push the party to Friday? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I get it. It lacks stone. It lacks the stones and the courage. Jim isn't incompetent now. Jim did lead this company in the middle of a global pandemic when supply shortages were, I mean, we were talking about it every week, right? The, the way he was able to land that plane 
is is kind of like the story of the Hudson, right? So like he was kind of Sully Sullenberger there. So I get it. We're angry at him, and he says a lot of dumb shit constantly. Um, I I'll give him a little bit of grace with incompetent. Is he bad at people skills? Absolutely. Goddamn lutely. I know um, you're like, eh, well, but that, th- this photo and this whole situation, Michael Scott situation. This is Scott's just tots. reeks of cowardice. Yeah. It, it, it just like, well, God damn it. I'll fall on the grenade to, again. Uh, but like, just seeing him smile, like Ace Insane said, I'm pretty sure they knew this decision five days before it happened. I don't know. I would. I, I don't know. I don't. And it, it, again, I'm not here to defend. I literally just, I don't know. No, I get that. I get that. Right. It's like just, he could, optically is not great. Absolutely. Opt again. Scott's tot situation. Yes. Here. But I don't know for a fact. What you gonna do? <laughs> oh God. Um, so like, I don't know for a fact that was the case. I I'm probably sure he saw the game there. I maybe he saw the media molecule game as well. Because for what we know, media molecule barely escaped the axe. So like, again, it is cowardice. It absolutely is, and it's really awkward and very just it's brutal but like i think some of the incompetent people are probably in those you know second pillars um because like truly like truly incompetent people are lars over at like uh embracer right of like just like oh yes yeah off a handshake deal with the saudi government we're just gonna go you know buy billions of dollars worth of companies that's incompetent uh you know so to me I get it. It's awful. It's an awful bad look. I'm not giving him grace for that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I literally don't know about like he could have saw yeah. it then and went, okay, uh, we're having a party, whatever. But like, I just I don't know. Ah, uh, someone's gonna yell at me about that. Okay, you <laughs> can Rain. find Mr. Badman at Mr. Badman. <laughs> oh, no, please, the love of God. Lou Rain uh, writes in, why is it bad for PlayStation to force PlayStation Studios to make multiplayer live service games, which they lack an experience in? But the same people will say that PlayStation Studios should be making first party VR games, which they also lack experience in. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen much of that, but I would say like people from Insomniac have some uh, VR experience for sure. They used to make uh, quest games. So it could be like them hiring for example, like, uh, you know, a sucker punch going, Hey, we're hiring an internal team to work on a VR project. That could be something, but like, uh, honest to goodness, we'll get to this, this next story right here, right now. Um, I think the writing's on the wall for PSVR too. I, yeah, I was just going to say, they just, they literally closing down London who made blood and truth. One of the best VR game, PSVR games. Yeah. And slimmed down fire Sprite who also have great VR experience and make great VR things. And they've just announced today or, or last, last week that, Hey, we're going to be moving. We're going to try to make the PSVR two work on PC. So you get to play more games is just, dude, they're yelling it at this point. They're abandoning this thing, man. Yeah. And to, and to add to that, this comes from, uh, is this from the blog, Joe? Yes, sorry. Uh, it's okay. This comes from PS Blog. Sony's currently testing or, PlayStation. Sorry, maybe uh, uh, VGC. I'm sorry, I did not 
give it's attribution. Okay. It's one of those two. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, the company aims to enable players to connect their PSVR 2 headsets to PCs later this year in order to access more games. Quote, we're pleased to share that we are currently testing the ability for PlayStation VR 2 players to access additional games on PC to offer even more game variety in addition to the PSVR 2 titles available through PS5. End quote. It said on the PlayStation blog. We hope to make this support available in 2024, so stay tuned for more updates. The blog post also covered a number of PSVR 2 game announcements, including the reveal of Rebellion Zombie Army VR, which will be released later this year. PS5's virtual reality headset launched in February 2023, and sales reportedly got off to a slow start. The following month... Sony president and soon-to-be interim PlayStation CEO Hiroki Totoki said he thought PSVR 2 had a, quote, good chance, end quote, of outselling its predecessor, which launched for PS4 in October 2016 and sold over 5 million units. So Sandula writes in just like you can too over at the PlayStation, sorry, the Trophy Room uh, Discord server and writes the idea of PSVR 2 being on PC, sorry, being a PC uh, compatible is very promising. In what ways, in your opinion, would Sony have to implement the system for it to be successful? And with other VR headsets out there, would the PSVR to be more favorable with the others happy question oh sorry i'll I'll leave the happy question for for uh for the uh sony pony express so that said uh i don't see this as great news this is them going like we have this hardware it's we need to we need to get this stock out it could be listen it could be what we stated earlier of like you know hey let's bring our games to other places and maybe by them experiencing psvr Two, they go hey what else is out there but the the vr community is so small at this point that i don't know if that's necessarily what their their line of thinking is it really it very much could be but i saw this news going oh wow they are they're not selling this hardware the way that they, they want it to. Ex- excuse the loud metal chairs being dragged across the floor <laughs> no problem you're I'm also sitting. you got a little static coming your end Look at us fixing that on the go. Patreon.com slash PS Trophy. You go, oh, Joe, why didn't you get a new one? Because it's the end of the month. We got to pay out. And then, you know. Is it, so, is it gone? Nope. It's even worse. Ooh, we. I now give it a go. How about now? Oh, God, no. Unplug that whole thing again. <laughs> Patreon.com slash PS Trophy. The advert writes itself at this point, you know. He's plugging it back in. We're going to see what happens. Hello, Kyle Stevenson. Yeah, what up, man? Don't even get me started on Monday where my computer refused to start for two whole hours. I didn't tell you that. I was very nervous. (laughs) Um, I, for one, think this is cool. Okay. I do think this is a benefit for already owners of the PSVR 2. Don't think this is a selling point for people to get vr2 because why wouldn't they just get a quest right for the pc components or or other vr things um yeah that's kind of there's kind of where i'm at i i do i there are other things that i think will make it more i think used by playstation fans if if you can hook it up to a pc um but yeah 
I mean, like you can. It says expand your world with Meta Quest Three, which I hear nothing but really good things about. Yeah. Um, and for what I understand, a better headset for five hundred bucks, and you get one of the best uh, mm-hmm. games, which is Asgard Wrath for free. Yeah. yeah and that yeah, game yeah. is killing it right now. So it's I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is Quest Three also like untethered? Like you don't need yeah. a PC to play games. Yeah. So you can just it's untethered. Now there headset? are some like there are some like. Um, catchy like buy-in gimmicks with it like attachments that make the headset better but sure base 500 it's but like stiff not ha- there. having to need a pc to play any games with the headset Correct. is is quite the selling point yeah. i don't think playstation will ever get to that point but no. No. it's know. cool that this is out there and it gives uh, like me a chance to play half-life alex but it shows that they're not getting half-life alex yeah. so all right it is what it is or watch some sicko Whoa! Adult content on there, you know what I'm I saying? I wasn't even thinking about coming off. Are you Come kidding on. me? All the right. haptics show. <laughs> you can feel them sit on your face. Okay. Ooh wee. Ooh wee. What is this? We did it. We entered the dark room of the trophy room. <laughs> What's it on I'm the sorry Fifty Shades for bringing of us there? The Fifty Shades of Trophy Room, you know. All right, Kyle. <laughs> It's time to talk about this. Let's let's get to the next news story. <laughs> uh, this comes uh, away of James uh, Troughton over at The Gamer. And James writes, The Last of Us director doesn't think he has many games left in him. In an interview with rapper Logic, Naughty Dog's president said he could envision himself transitioning to something more low-key, which enables him to continue being creative in a less stressful environment while also spending more time with his kids. Asked if he sees himself making games forever, Druckmann said that recently he's, quote, really enjoyed, end quote, working on other creative projects like HBO's Last of Us TV show and a Halloween Horror Nights experience at Universal Studios. Quote, I guess that I don't see myself doing this forever at this scale, he said. It's just a lot. And it takes a lot out of you. It's very stressful to manage that many people in multiple studios worldwide. So you were talking about how you're entering this new phase in your life where your kids are number one. And I'm in a similar place where my kids are number one. And I know that especially my daughter's now 13 and I feel like life is pulling her away from me. I know that time is limited, so it's very precious to me. And I don't want to waste it when they do want to spend time with me. And that's number one. Yeah, so I'm just at a point in my life where it's like you start looking at what's the end game here? When is the time to call it? End quote. Druckmann said he's a big Quentin Tarantino fan, and he's been keen to find out if the director sticks to his public comments about making no more than 10 films. He thinks the Pulp Fiction director will, but that he'll end up making TV shows or doing something else creative. Quote, So I can see myself transitioning to something that's like more low key and lower stress that still allows me to have this creative outlet, Druckmann said. But, you know, I've started thinking about how many more of these games do I have in me? And it's not that many, end quote. Druckmann recently confirmed that he has a concept for a third Last of Us game in mind and that he thinks there will be one more chapter to the story. Uh, this also goes into a separate report from Miyazaki, who was in an interview with VGC, who, uh, where he says I, he's looking forward to passing the baton, that the next From Software games, he's going to be taking more of a producer role and kind of leading the other the directors or, or, or you know, chaperoning them or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't think this is bad, Kyle. I, again, I've seen a lot of people go, it it's, no, it's over for Naughty Dog. I think it's really important 
for these big creative heads to take a step back and go, let's help raise the next generation of, you know, directors. And what can I also learn from these people as well? Take a look at, you know, Corey. He didn't, you know, Corey Barlock did not direct the, the second God of War. And that was a fantastic experience. So, or sorry, yeah, an, ex, uh, an, ex, uh, an amazing game. So to me, it's like, who, you know, I, I don't, I don't see this as a, as a, as a big deal. I just hope that he is, you know, kind of being the, the Jedi master to like a Padawan right next to him. That's in the wings. I, I really don't see this as a big deal. I, I, I don't either. And if this doesn't tell you, if you were, you know, living under a rock or think or view game devs as just robots who do one thing. Neil's a human. He has a family that he loves and children that he loves and wants to spend more time with them. Game dev is all consuming. It's a lot of sacrificing. And, and I, in some ways feel the same with my nieces as they get older, Mm -hmm. they're roughly around the same age where they want nothing to do with me now. And like, you know, getting a hug or spending time with them, it's harder and harder. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want to make sure I spend that time with them because there's going to be a day they want nothing to do with me. That's fair. So I, I understand where he's coming from and I get that. And I'm also at the point where, and it goes for all things, right? Like I'll be sad when Neil makes his last game because I like Neil games, but also just appreciate what he has made for me to experience. Like, I think we need to be in more of that kind of mindset of just grateful we got to experience the art and whatever the games that he and other game directors or game dev people have made for us. Yeah. I mean, just like Amy Henning was like the, you know, the director at Naughty Dog and then Neil came in. It will be another. I don't think Amy directed anything. No, she didn't. She direct the first Naughty Dog. I'm sorry, the first uh, Uncharted? I could be totally wrong. I could be wrong. So, like, to me, I I, I don't see this as a as a all-too-big negative at the end of the day. This is, again, it, it changes weird. I get it. But developers are people. Go check out the Grounded 2 doc. Uh, it's going to show that. Um, the industry's aging. I don't think that's another thing that people truly realize. Like, the average, I think they said, like, the average console gamer is, like, 33. Like, oh, shit. So, like, yeah, it, we're seeing the 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 industry age with us it's very interesting to see so that's all i got to say on that all right kyle whoo we're out of the bummer news oh my god we've made it wow 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 we're here we we made it so Kenneth said in chat kyle opened a throne account for that cable what's a throne (laughs) account is that an only fans kind of whoa i don't know (laughs) let me do a quick search all right. Okay. I'll read the first uh, review here on the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Review Roundup. This comes from Michael Ahayam over at IGN. He gave it a 9 out of 10. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth impressively builds off what remake set in motion. Both best-in-class action RPG, full of exciting challenges, and an awe-inspiring recreation of a world that has meant so much to so many for so long. Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer gave it a 4 out of 5. Rebirth is a playful take on an emo classic that's bloated but full of character and a bid to justify its own existence. Ooh-wee. Tamor Hussein over at GameSpot gave it a 8.7... Oh, sorry, 8 
an eight out of ten. Why did I say seven? Uh, Rebirth uh, keeps its narrative focus on characters while bringing a new dimension to combat, but stumbles on pivotal moments. And Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer gave it an 8.5 out of 10. The best of Remake exists in Rebirth, but the various open-world areas surrounding it, the parts that make Rebirth unique from its predecessor, sometimes miss the mark. Delicious Morsels writes in. He says, gentlemen, hype check on the evil Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. We are are in the final LOL hours, and I can't wait. I feel sorry for my 30-hour deep playthrough of Persona 3 Reloaded right now, but Final Fantasy VII takes priority. Persona will have to wait until I'm done. Kyle, hype check for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. My hype has never been higher. <laughs> I'm so ready to play. There's a reason I took off uh, these days for PTO. I couldn't be more ready to mm. hop back in this world and mm. to re-experience the game I played when I was a kid on the original PlayStation 1. Sure. And again, now with the remake, with now fully a played crisis court understand that part of it and replaying the original again like everything is it's just it's the perfect storm of hype That's right. i'm just so ready it's gonna it's gonna be a big game so there's gonna be a lot of sa- to savor 150 to, to 200 hours to platinum kyle Are you oh ready? yeah no i will platinum this game all right I don't know if it'll be in a week, but I will platinum <laughs> this game. God don't bless. you worry about it. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so ready. I'm, I'm ready to hop in my car in the morning, drive to Best Buy, get my copy Same. and tools, two steel books. I'm so ready. Same. Now, uh, Kyle, as someone who's not a big Final Fantasy like fan, yep. and even like remake is my first Final Fantasy game, the first one I beat, and I love yep. it. Um, and think Cloud is very attractive. Let's be honest, guys. This is our question. I don't know what's up and down now. Um, you know, I'm really excited for Rebirth. And I think now more than ever, with all the news, I just want to turn off my phone, throw it to the side, play some Final Fantasy, and make that my like my next four days yeah. is just playing that. And also, those swimsuits? Oh, boy. <laughs> Costa del Sol? Oh, boy. I might spend 200 hours there just alone. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know where your head's at today, but I want you to keep it there, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you say, I know where my head is, in between those two bazungas, I'm going to tell you. Good on you, dude. Um, honest to goodness, I was thinking about this. I, was, I think I was talking to Spam and Bamman about it. I'm like, we have as a industry okayed objectifying tifa like we're like because usually mm. you, you usually you would see like an IG report right but you see IGA report like oh like this is just you know whatever and like yeah <laughs> now it's like a tifa like in a bathing suit she, everybody's like she's objectively hot i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you want i don't know what to do about it i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's like we're, it's like it's Okay for that to be horny, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's like the exception to the rule. I don't know. I guess, yeah. Um, whatever. Listen, as long as the thirst is respectful, you know, yeah. go go out, go out there and thirst for the stellar blade lady, you know. All right, Kyle, 
That little uh, clip of Stellar Blade, by the way, yeah. of her skating on the sword or whatever Dope. that was. Oh, oh my God. So excited. Where was that on. in the State of Play trailer? I don't know, but that was dope. That was really good. All right. Kyle? Yeah. I don't know what this next... There's a lot of stuff that I don't understand. Oh, I can read it. Okay, please. Uh, this question comes from uh, Fluke23. Good evening, gentlemen. I hope you're both doing well. I hope everyone else listening, watching, are doing great also. We are only hours away from Final Fantasy Rebirth launch, and honestly, I can't wait. I've managed to dodge most social media and gameplay after watching the state of play, of course. So I'm very excited to dive deep into the open world and rekindle some amazing childhood memories. For me, Cosmo Canyon, hell yeah, will also hold a place in my heart. Firstly, because Red 13 is my favorite character in the game, and I cannot wait to see how they delve into his backstory more. Same. Secondly, because I spent an age trying to beat that goddamn gene attack boss only for a friend to tell me that popping a phoenix down on him is an instant ko correct uh so on the subject of heartwarming moments i have a question for the sony pony express cowboy hat by the way you need to do face makeup soon uh that just reminded me (laughs) the golden saucer will allow you to experience a quote-unquote date night that is based on your friendship level with your teammates who will you be wooing the most to secure a date with and why? As always, keep up the amazing work you do. And it's a pleasure listening to you both whilst I'm welding away at work. All the best from across the pond. Thank you so much for writing in. You get to go on a date? Yeah, dude. Gold saucer. So in... It, well, I don't know how they're going to handle in Rebirth. In the OG, it has an invisible kind of point system with your party members where if you do depending on how you answer prompts and and the actions that you do it will raise some and lower others points and this one they actually will make it uh visual so you can see where everyone stands with cloud oh okay so at the gold saucer there's a moment where you'll have some free time and you get to go on a date with in the og whoever was the high the highest approval so gotcha. like in the OG for the platinum, that trophy was for Barrett because Barrett oh, okay. is like the hardest to date in right. the OG one. But it seems like this one, everyone is going to. So he's daddy, I guess. Okay. Uh, but it's it's very much just like you're just broing out and and just listening to Barrett gotcha. be like, "Why am I here? What's going on? I don't know." <laughs> um, but it's it's very like persona like I guess where you can okay. put in time with other party members to raise their affection. So, do you want to say it at the same time, like a count of three, who we're gonna go on a date with? Sure. Three, two, one. Barrett. Tifa. Oh. <laughs> Tifa, are you kidding me? They have the most chemistry. They have yeah. the history. Yeah. And we let's be honest with each other here, okay? We all want to see it, you know. We all Barrett and Cloud. It. No, no, uh, Cloud and Tifa. Oh, okay. Well, those roll thirty fours for were for sure. Barrett cradling Cloud. You know. So, like, I, I, if you were to ask me that before playing Crisis Core, yeah, I would have said Aerith. Yeah. But now that I play Crisis Core and know a little bit more of her backstory that I didn't before. Still think Aerith is a very pretty lady. Sure. 
Wow, I went into full Joe there with the pretty lady. Appreciate pretty lady. <laughs> uh, but I think Tifa is the right choice for Cloud. Okay. But I'm going to see all the dates. We kind of have right. to for the platinum, from what oh, I you do? understand. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, everybody. Yeah. Let's start thinking about chairs and wallpaper. Okay. Let's settle Baseball. down here. Baseball. Baseball. Oh shit! There's bats and balls. Uh, something else. Something else. <laughs> Beanbags. No, can't even do that too. It's time for flash news. Let's run it out. Gotta run fast. Gotta run fast. It's math class. They called on me. <laughs> Jesus. I've been thinking about Tifa. Oh god. Sea of Thieves players on PS5 will need a Microsoft account to play. This comes from Steven Tortillo over at Game Files. Go, go sub to his Substack. Uh, it's actually the thing that I'm going to do once I get paid next week. Um, he's putting it out there on the line and he's doing some God's honest journalism over there. Go subscribe. It, uh, listen, it is, I mean, subscribe to us, patreon.com slash PS for you, but then go over to Steve Tortilla's Substack, and it's like 10 bucks a month or like a hundred for the year. And it's actual, like if you're into journalism here in, in the games industry, you're getting it from somewhere. Um, viable. All right, players link their PlayStation and Microsoft accounts. Logging into Microsoft account will enable cross-platform friend invitations, uh, crew voice chat, proximity chat, and progression. Gosh dang right it is. And gosh dang right, I'm going to go get that plat. I think it, I think I can do it now. I think it's doable. Okay. Uh, Sea of Thieves has like 3,000 ach- like achievement points or whatever they call it over there. Oof. So I, I think they're going to whittle it down because PlayStation's weird about it. And uh, I have a lot of the basic ones. I have over 1,500, whatever the fuck <laughs> you call it on Xbox. Okay. Uh, so I think I could pop the chat, uh, the plat very easily. All right, Kyle. PlayStation Essential Games for the month of March have come out. EA Sports. F123. PS4, PS5. Sifu. PS4, PS5. Uh, go play Sifu. Yeah, there's please do. difficulty sliders. Seafood's in. I gotta go incredible. back. I haven't gone since they implemented the difficulty sliders to really kind of yeah, try it out again. It's, it's, yeah, I, I've beaten it multiple times now. Hello, neighbor two on PS4, PS5, and Destiny 2, The Witch Queen on PS4 and PS5. Solid right. month. I think Solid that's month. a great month. Yeah, yeah I do too. Um, uh, really quickly. Uh, what up, Kevin Diaz in chat? How what you up? doing? How you holding up? Rebirth is very close. I know That's you're right. probably freaking out. Uh, also, Hida in chat saying Square released a launch trailer for Rebirth. Debating if you should Go. watch it. You're so close. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Launch trailers usually spoil way more than they mm-hmm. probably should. Yep. Hold off. Uh, We're hours away. Hours <laughs> don't, away. Don't. I want to know it. what the King Kitty Cat guy is all about. I'm not gonna. Ooh, Kate Sith. Hmm. I've heard Vincent's very dreamy, and you know what? I seen him. He looks he looks like emo boy twink enough that I think I might I might turn. I don't know what's <laughs> happening to me. Sonic Superstars sales were impacted by Mario Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Sega implies. Uh, and according to a recent, and this comes from uh, Andrew Heaton over at Heaton over at PSI Style. According to recent uh, translated Q and A from Sega via VGC, Superstars has been quote been well received by those who have played it Oof. Uh, however the release of competing titles around the same time has meant the game has fallen short of initial forecast i'm gonna stop right there this is the problem that we're seeing 
start releasing your games outside these windows. We saw that it, it was successful when, when games started releasing, like, or publishers started releasing games in February and during the summer where those are usually quote unquote dead months. Publishers, I beg y'all, start exploring the calendar. There's more than, uh, you know, also, six months. like, you went up against a Mario game. Yeah. The audacity. No offense to the Sonic fans. I like to, I like to bash on Sonic for a laugh. Yeah. No way are they in the same category. No. And you can yell at me. You can come at me in my DMs. Spoiler alert, my DMs are closed because I don't want Reaper spoiled for me. Yeah. So you could try. But like it's it's Mario Wonder. It it's like a brand new Mario game. It's no uh, doubt people are gonna get that one over Sonic. Yeah. It's like if I was like, I'm gonna go fight Mike Tyson. You know how that's gonna turn out. (laughs) I'm gonna walk up, he's a I'm not even yeah. gonna get to say, "Hey, I want to fight." You yeah. just go, no, 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 no. You know, pop no, me no. once. No way. You'll become Glass Joe in that punch out situation. <laughs> exactly, dude. All right, Kyle. <laughs> uh, it's time really for quickly. No, nope, yeah. really quickly. There's okay. a couple other flash news. Uh-huh. Um, thank you to Nisa in chat for reminding me. Um, Insomnia Cookies are also doing a rebirth branding. Oh, where you can get a, a cookie box with some re- a rebirth sleeve and some special edition cookies. Is there I an think. Insomnia Cookie. You you might. I don't have any near me. They're delicious cookies. Um, I've had also, them over at North Carolina. Yeah. Oh my god, they were great. Oh my god, they changed um, my life. Also, shout out to Remedy for getting the control IP. Uh, yes. They fully own the control the IP for control. They got it from Five Hundred Five Games. Thank you for saying. Um, that, yeah. Loving devs getting control of the IP that they create. You could say um, they take the control they definitely did <laughs> yes <laughs> so nice. that's awesome i love to hear that um hope i can't wait to get more control in my life yeah absolutely good good on good god remedy god bless you god bless you i hope you're all right i swear to god the, please the alan wake news really it's one of the best games ever made like, please <sighs> play it buy yeah. it at full price if you're on pc i know the epic game store sucks Buy that game. Buy it. It's yes. so good. Please. Okay. What you've been playing? More like what you've been buying time playing because <laughs> we're all waiting for that Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Kyle, what, what, uh, what you've been playing, bro? Balatro. It's, yeah. it's been my obsession. I, I don't even know what the hours spent are. Fair. Um, I finally beat a, a beat a run, finally. I am now up to three complete runs. You keep talking. I actually got to run and get a prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've done three complete runs. I'm. I looked at that trophy list. There's no way in hell I'm platinuming this game. There's absolute no shot because this game is sneakily very difficult and very hard to get specific things to happen. And uh, I just don't think I have that patience. Um, so the platinum trophy in that game won't happen. But it is still the most addicting game i played in a long time and mm. please give it a shot I, I don't know if they have a game trial on playstation but um just give it a shot and just get sucked in or not i don't I'm care just disappointed in you i'm just gonna say it. it's a good time you can be disappointed all you want the way i've been feeling i don't want to go dive into hell with you Malevi- malevolon creek fell Listen. over the weekend and you did nothing they have Brave some good points. Hell divers. Okay. 
brave Helldivers laid their lives down for democracy, nay, Listen. for liberty, for super earth, and you're here playing cards? <laughs> Some may say I'm I'm dodging the draft. I <laughs> You got bur- bone spurs in your feet, dude? Listen, my asthma's real bad right now. I can't <laughs> I can't be on the battlefield. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Listen, that's where I've been. Again, diving with uh, with err uh, body out there. Okay, spam and bam, and he's been my boy this this weekend. We, I literally, I got out of work and I texted him. I'm like, we're 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 saving democracy, right? We're gonna go on the level one <laughs> creek. We're gonna fall for the honor that is. And um, God, that game's so incredible, man. I still, it's my current game of the year, and I just, I really don't know if it's gonna be topped. Fair. It's so like, there's just like, every time there's a new story, like there's so much that I've done. Where people are like, remember that time? I'm like, there's been so many. Every match is an epic moment. It's like this. I literally turned around. I saw a nuke drop and then an orbital laser. And it just polluted the skybox in front of me. I was just like, this is. It reminds me of like, I'm playing. You're not going to get this reference. But like on um, in Rogue One, it's like the Battle of Seraph. Like, it's like you're, you're it's no, like you're I, on I the transit. I love Rogue One. Like in in solo, there's an actual Star War happening mm-hmm. that like he's a part of, and it just always reminds me of that chaos. Um, this game, man, it's so I, good. I meant to, to text you a TikTok that I saw today. <laughs> so, um, nothing so about good. anything that happened in game. Okay, but somebody on I believe it was a PC player. It had to have been a PC player. But are you familiar with the uh, stream decks? Elgato stream decks yes. with like the button prompts. Yeah. He fitted it. He fit it on his wrist like a pit boy. No way! And he and was then doing put, the... He put the directional arrows on there and was what? using that to do all the things. What? To calling in strikes. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> nothing, guys. Nothing in my life has ever sold me more on becoming a play a a, a, a PC gamer than right. N- that is insane. It was really cool. Oh just type God. it in and then go back to you know doing all your things that is that is the coolest cool. shit ever dude enigma writes in off topic question no enigma this is one of my favorite ones this this week why do you think helldiver succeeded while suicide squad missed the mark at least from watching uh the game helldiver seems very familiar in terms of base gameplay rinse and repeat missions do you think it was uh, just an expectation from rocksteady for those usual games or something different thanks uh for keeping sorry for the time keep up the great work thank you enigma thank you so much uh yay yes and no so i think expectations of like rocks like people seeing like rocksteady not doing what they expected them to do yeah. um, is definitely the the big thing. I think there's a lot of things working against Suicide Squad as well. It being in the Arkhamverse set off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot also, of bad press around it. A lot of bad press. Because I platinumed Suicide Squad. I don't oh, know if I did. said that last week. I, I love Suicide Squad. Cool. But I also understand that, like, though there's not a lot of variety to Helldivers in the long and short of it, uh, because you are doing like missions that are similar. The difference is there is still more variety in Helldivers and it's very random. So mm. those random moments make those what would be the slower, uh, um, you know, happenings in the game feel so much more intense. So like 
being able to go, hey, you know, fix this satellite tower. Okay, you could fix that satellite tower for the seventh time, but all of a sudden, a you know, a Blyle Titan comes in and starts spewing everybody. You got to start figuring that situation out. Um, it's a different experience every time. The way how it's like, yeah, fix the satellite tower, but actually go there and fix it and maneuver mm-hmm, it around mm-hmm. makes the mini games so much more varied. So it's that that type of like RNG Dungeons and Dragons like tabletop experience of like stumbling into a random encounter that make the monotony of Helldivers much more hidden. It's it's definitely a very good question though. Yeah. Cause like the enemy variety for both games are pretty samey. Even though there's two different types of enemies in Helldivers, like faction-wise, and like Suicide Squad, there's a lot of purple dudes. But it's an it's an interesting like case study. I feel like yeah, yeah. The Suicide Squad could have easily been a hit where people kept coming in, but I I I think just the bad press got to it, and and, uh, expecting a Rock City game like we all know and love them for, and this not being quite what we wanted, I guess. But it's very interesting. And then the last question about well, kind of like PlayStation the prop you needed. This is the prop I needed. Red Arrow writes in, Hey, Joe slash Kyle, I'm looking for a gaming headset. I know the PlayStation Pulse Elite just released. What are the pros and cons of the new headset? Outstanding shows each week. Keep up the amazing podcast, The Red Arrow. Thank you, you, Red. Uh, So I have the Pulse Elite. Uh, My baby dog, Abby, got to my Steel Series. Rest rest in power, King. They were amazing headsets. Mm -hmm. Um, And the build quality was amazing. Uh, the dog just chewed the mic. So mm. that's on me. The mic was out. I could have done with She's a lot. Raising a puppy's hard. Dude, <laughs> she's gotten to every single one of my earbuds except uh. the PlayStation once. So, like, it's. She's a lot. That being said, these headphones, Kyle, are legitimately amazing. Awesome. 150 bucks. I bought them. PlayStation didn't send them. Um, I'm not saying that like. Ooh. It's okay. Um, these headsets are legitimately amazing. There are a few problems with them. I'll get to the problems first. First off, all plastic design. I'm spending mm-hmm. 150 bucks on these, and these don't feel like a premium headset. Uh, they just don't. Now, the other thing I don't like is the earmuffs here. Mm-hmm. They do a good job. But the fact that I can't replace them, and I know these things get worn easily because mm. I've owned the Pulse Basic editions, that bums me out because I know if these rip, God forbid, Abby gets to them. Sure. Um, you know, she she's going to tear them up. I got to go talk to PlayStation customer support. Yikes. Um, so, yeah, I'm not thrilled with the pleather uh, build. Like the build quality in general, I'm not too thrilled about but the tech that's in these headphones so mm-hmm. first and foremost um it's ai machine learned i don't know what all that gizmo gadgetry means but what essentially it does is like let's just say you're drinking let's just say you're chewing on the mic luke lore stop doing that dude you sound <laughs> gross uh jesus anyway hey, you know these the mic will cancel out that noise Oh, they'll just know, oh, that's not a voice. That's crunch. And so you can like sip responsibly with these headphones. How's the handle coughing? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know that. 
Okay. I just know chips because I've been eating some chippies on there. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, can you guys hear me? And he's like, yeah, you sound all right. Um, the mic sounds really good. Uh, nobody's been telling me. I, I have not told people that like I'm rocking the Steel Series or I'm rocking these. And people thought I've been rocking the Steel Series. So it's not like, oh, Joe, you sound like garbage. You sound really different. These This microphone sounds really good. The sound quality themselves, I've, I know all the reviews say, oh, it doesn't have a lot of bass. I'm not a big fan of like drowning bass. I think most gaming headsets have too much. So I actually like the sound quality here, though I would give it up to Steel Series. I think their their sound quality is just a tad bit better. But you can right off the bat um, through the sound settings, you could you know preset whatever type of sound quality or or type of sounds that you want. So you could drown out the bass. You can add some trouble. You can add some EQ all that stuff in these headsets. So like though the exterior doesn't feel great, um, what's inside these headphones really good. And also on the side here, mm-hmm. you can't really see it well, but on one of the like wings of the headset mm-hmm. is your basic sound controls. And I find it okay. to be the easiest like to locate. Like I never forget. Oh yeah. This is, you know, up and down on the sound. Uh, this is where, okay. you know, the USB-C goes. So can I, I like tell you what I'm bummed about just aesthetically? What's that? I wish the mic that comes out was just the white arm. Oh, yeah, I get like it. Like the mic built in there and maybe on the other side not have that same yeah. kind of. But, you know. Yeah. I feel like... That's why I don't design things. Also, it comes out, It comes with this little weird mount, which apparently you could screw into your desk. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not going to. I got the smart desk. I don't want to. I'm going to try to find a way to do hickey it so that I could just like attach a stand to the back of it. And so I could okay. just have it hang and, and off hook. the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have to like drill anything. So okay. I love them so far. I think they're really great. great. I've been, I've spent uh, 15 hours with them so far. And you could also do the whole like uh dual connect this to your phone type of type of stuff. As oh, well. nice. Yeah. How's it work with the portal? Does it work with the portal? It does work with the portal. I have not tried that out. Okay. I assume it works the same, like with the earbuds. So not fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Which yeah. is solid, but I'll get to that next week. Oh, let's talk about headphones. I need new headphones for here. Same. I've had these for years and these cushions are like flat and not comfortable anymore. So these audio technicals that I have are kind of like um sentimental because I've had them ever since I started podcasting. Or just content Same. creation. So yeah, yeah, like it's like it's been I don't know seven eight years i think i had some earbuds for a little while but these have been the main ones for ever yeah all right kyle are you holding on to something i'm holding on one of those like mails you get from like your insurance companies Um, during all it was just like prescription changes but i've just been autographing it nonstop when i've been in meetings (laughs) all week so it's just filled with my signature (laughs) that's cool you, you know what my healthcare company did Send me a $600 uh, bill because they said, we're hey. not going to cover this. And I said, good luck. I'm Healthcare not is a joke. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> I ain't paying that. <laughs> you know, I'm a grumpy old man. Gosh, dang it. All right. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. The 27th of February. Age of Wonders 4 Primal Fury on PS5. 
Beat the Beats VR PSVR 2. Hey, look at that. Hey. Uh, Bio Inc. Redemption on PS5, PS4. February 28th, Arcade, Ar- sorry, Arcade Archives Face Off PS4. Brothers, Face. A Tale oh. of Two Sons remake on PS5. Hey. Um, okay, here we go. This is the first one. It's going to be a hard one. Pika most P- wait, Pekaminosa, Pekaminosa. There you go. A deadly hand. PS5, PS4. Star Wars: Dark Forces Remaster. PS5, PS4. Let's go. Ooh, the Mando game might not be here, but the best Doom clone is. Tokyo Revengers: The Last Mission on PS5, PS4. February 29th. Anglerfish. PS5, PS4. Bar Stella Abyss, PS5, PS4. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, never heard of it, PS5. Welcome to Paradise on PSVR 2. The, on March uh, 1st, Mediterranean Inferno on PS5. And Euphoria. Oh, I see how you spoke uh, funny, you though. You see it? You see it? Uh, yeah. this, the Saga 2 on PS5. Ooh, hoey. Now, Kyle, it is time for the last segment but our favorite segment of the show. It's uh-huh. time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. It's Al Pacino's version. Uh, it seems like a high a high-pitched voice. Uh, first question comes in from Clearwing XYZ. Hello, guys. Happy Wednesday. My happy question yeah. is for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. Yeah. What is your favorite piece of food from a video game? Thanks for all you do. Boy, oh boy, man. I mean, Venba. Jeez Louise. Oh, did you hear there might be DLC for Venba? Oh, I know they're making a cookbook, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I I read that there might be DLC coming. That's awesome. That's a great game. Oh, man. Favorite food. I mean, anything out of Monster Hunter? You know, I'm going to go old school, and it's basic. Just say it. The pizza from the old school turtle game. Actually, like the health pickup. Yeah. It's just nostalgic for me. You know, they have that in Fortnite. Cool. Okay, fair enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Steph Stimpy writes in. Oh, wait, I didn't ask. I didn't. Oh, I I thought you did. I thought you did. Mm um also there's like stew you could get in return to castle wolfenstein that when i think about Mm. food and games i think about that just because it's stew it's like what did you eat for health a hearty stew the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i have to sit down afterwards i can't keep going (laughs) exactly all these nazis are eating stew (laughs) it's like what a weird stereotype for them you know these stew eating nazis but uh yeah that and uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom. That's some good looking food. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the right. strawberries from uh, Celeste as well. Oh, good pick. Good pick. Uh, Steph Stimpy writes in, as Helldivers 2 is loosely inspired by Starship Troopers, which other games would you like to see that are based on or inspired by films? Keep up the excellent work. Cheers. Kyle, what say you? I have one that's pretty close to Helldivers and Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. And please, everyone yell at me if I'm wrong here. Okay. How is there not a Mars attack game? Oh, my God. I think there is one. I think they announced is it. There? See. Mars. I know we're getting attack. killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, Miles is working on that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
I just feel like the, or like an Independence Day game. Like a, a Oh good my one. god, how did we not get that? Yeah, right? I mean like let's okay, let's go back. Like we're, ooh, we've gotten ooh, a robot. Kate and Chess is Firefly. That'd be dope. Firefly for the seven people out there. It's brave. How how dare you? That's a great show. <laughs> All right, I take it for it. Um, but like, there's Serenity so many of the, great movie. I mean, what a, do they have a Rambo game? Probably do, right? Yes, they do. It's bad. It's yeah. not great. Oh, uh, all right. Well, what if they made a good one? <laughs> 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 like a really good Predator game. Like a really good alien. Oh my god, dude! If they made it Aliens in the vein of, you know how awesome that would be. I mean, like the Bile Titans kind of like that already. They, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of got the Queen vibe. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, did you so did you know because I put the fantasy critic like bot in the Discord? Hmm. Apparently, a very good Terminator game just came out this yeah. week. Oh, and it's scoring very high. I think it's a DLC, perhaps. For oh, perhaps, for what? Yeah. There was a Terminator game. Uh, like I forget what it's called, but like yeah. And it got uh, DLC. Probably yeah. Terminator Resistance. There you go. Oh. I I have it. I bought it on a uh, super sale, so probably a DLC. Okay. Yeah, but apparently the DLC came out. It's pretty good. That's, I mean, there's so much. I mean, I would love. You know what's a really different one? And shout out to Katie because she she put out a tweet and I was just like, this resonates with me. A good Sons of Anarchy game, like give Ben Sons of Anarchy. Ooh, Fair. Wee. Fair. deep RPG mechanics. Like we're talking like mafia esque. Yeah. Man. Oh, I can't. I can't not continue to the next Succession question without shouting this out. Oh, there you go. I know we got an NES game of it. Okay. I know we even got a sequel in game form, but not movie form. What's that? Give me an uncharted le- like type of game for the Goonies. Oh, okay. Goonies being my favorite movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Give me an adventuring game in the style of Uncharted. Fair. That's. A good I one. think that would be so cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know, what? I'm gonna go with the Suns. I'm gonna go with Suns. Yeah, or also, a Telltale Succession game. Independence Day. Where are we at? Where are we at? And don't let's let's not talk about. Welcome to Earth. Punch him right in the face. Oh God, dude. Am Kill I watching me. Independence Day tonight? What are we doing? Kill me. Terrifying. Am I watching the sequel first? Absolutely. Ter- I am robot game. Come Ooh. on, dude. Let's Ooh. let's talk about Will Smith pre-slap. He had some really great. Late yeah. 90s, early 2000s, Prime Will Smith. I am legend. Are you kidding me? Le- oh, my God, Jeez. dude. Whew. I can't. The dog. No. All right. Let's go. Let's, no, let's talk about this. Katie. Talk about something different. <laughs> hey, guys. I got a happy question for you because okay. Lord knows we all need it after the news this week. Thanks for all the happy questions, everybody. Yeah. Still can it. You get out of here. <laughs> Still can it. Shut says Wild Wild West. Get out of here. No. Oh, yes. Let's do it, dude. <laughs> Imagine all video game characters. The sunglasses from Burger King? You kidding? I I had like three of those. I dude, I had swagger when I was seven with those sunglasses. Kidding me? Uh, imagine all video game characters are put into our world. There are no nine realms to save, no robo dinosaurs or clickers to contend with. What would those characters' jobs be? What average Joe job would suit them best? Imagine Kratos behind a sitting behind a cash register at a supermarket. Say, take your change, boy. 
hopefully this gives you guys a laugh because as i said we need it as always i love you guys in this community shout out to all the devs that make these games that we love so much we wouldn't be here without them amen Amen. all i know is ellie is driving a subaru (laughs) that's a good one guys ellie's an uber driver for sure yeah 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 um i want to see i don't know why this is even more hilarious i want to see kratos as a starbucks barista (laughs) (laughs) one caramel macchiato for but karen that would also make sense as to why all the names are wrong on the cups (laughs) (laughs) uh kratos yes why do you keep saying boy (laughs) calliope Uh, my name is carrie And it has like a little exclamation point, but there is a little heart at the end of it. (laughs) Everything is written in Greek letters. (laughs) I just want to see him hold one of those cups. Yeah. Oh gosh, what's Cloud is for sure a a fitness trainer. He's a he's a physical trainer. Sure. He's a cute little twink. I believe it. Uh, Joel's a mechanic. Joel's a mechanic. Yeah, he is. He's a construction worker. Yep. You know, um, one more, one more. Oh, how dare you, Cade? You are not allowed to make that joke. Abby, okay? the next Tiger Woods. You're not allowed to make that joke because he stopped playing the game. Um, uh, no, that's a good. That's that. That's excellent. Are you kidding me? That's a good one. Um, let's see. Last but not leastly, I want to uh, Parapper the rapper. He's a uh, he's a YouTube rapper. You know. <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, what was the, what was the what's the one show? I think it was like on MTV. It's like it's like Yo Mama. I think it was, it was just Yo. It's called the Yo the the mom dish show, like the yeah. rap battle with just Yo yeah. Mama jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Wilmer Valderrama? I think was the host. Yeah, he'd be he'd be replacing uh, Valderrama for sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, down, down. Let's see, what's why am I blanking on his name? I mean, Ratchet would be like Ratchet and Clank. Would they would be mechanics? Yeah, that just that's fitting. That's almost too easy. Why? Um, I mean, Nate, Dave's gone, right guy. Now. What's his name? Oh man, don't don't. Give Is me. it Deacon? Yeah, Deacon Saint John. Deacon Saint Boomer. John. Yeah, uh, Deacon is. You found Jesus. He's he's like, Born again. he's just a bartender. Yeah. But he only can give you beer. Yeah. Like, d- don't expect like yeah. a mixology drink. <laughs> yeah. He's like a margarita and he hands you like a cool, cool. Exactly. Light. Yeah. That's what you're getting. And that's yeah. fine. That's it. I I said a margarita. And he hands me a Budweiser. <laughs> exactly. Can I have a nice Chardonnay? Yeah. No. You get an IPA. Can I have a, a, a whiskey and Coke? Literally two ingredients. <laughs> Keystone light? Gotcha. <laughs> And then like, and then like you, you, you ask for like a Coors Light, and he's like, or no, a Cor- like a Corona. He's like, that's piss water, and he's saying something else. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm trying you, to think of some some villains. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Like Sephiroth, Sony's uh, CEO. <laughs> Jesus, right? He'd be he'd be some like model, you know. He's got oh, the long hair, yeah. and silly outfits to do it. I feel Absolutely. like the sword is so exaggerated. He could, he'll walk a Louis Vuitton line, you know? Yeah. Aerith would own a flower shop for sure. For sure. Yeah. Jesse's an actress. We're all thinking it. Tifa only fans. Uh, Barrett, 
I mean, Barrett's just a stay at home dad. Yeah. And he loves and he loves it, dude. He loves it. Yeah. You kidding me? Aloy he's, lives off the land. She doesn't work. He's, yeah, she's a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, Kyle. That's a great question. I like That's those a great a question. Yeah. Uh, Stingray X writes in, question for the ponies out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put a squad of four PlayStation characters into Helldivers 2. Who do you got to save democracy? All right, let's get a list of the villains. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, first and foremost, uh, who's leading the squad of these villains, right? So do we get Zeus in there? Like, do we get... Ooh. You know? Think about it. Maybe. Um, I can see it. No, 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 no. I'm going with if we're taking only one from the God of War franchise. Yeah. I, I don't want to say Thor. I don't want to say Odin. No, this is easy. Let's do. Let's do Heimdall from Ragnarok. Okay. Oh God, I want. Yeah, that's perfect. I want to beat the shit out of. I, okay. I, I, let's say Heimdall's definitely in this squad yeah. of Hell Divers. Uh, nefarious. Ooh, okay. Ratchet and Clank. Let's go. I like go. that. I like that. Um, we'd be fighting Chimera. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, David from The Last of Us. David from The Last of Us. I was thinking Uncharted, but yeah, David from The Last of Us. Goddamn creep. Oh, like um, Rafe? Yeah, like Rafe from Four. Yeah. Rafe would be bad. David is just the fodder. Like he's yeah. he's just the infantry. <sighs> What about Chloe? Can we give Chloe some love? I know oh, she, we can give Chloe all the love, but she's yeah. not really a villain. But she plays both sides really well. Yeah, a little bit of good. Like she's she's the morality of this squad. Sure. Yeah, right. she's the. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking. The Garcia of aliens, the Vasquez. Oh. Of, which one am I? The one with the the minigun. Yeah, Garcia. Garcia. And yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. Or Alvarez, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Alvarez. Yeah. One of those. One of those. Yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, I like that squad. Yeah. That's a good squad. That's a good squad. Okay. Uh, Una writes in Hey, guys. Hope you both are doing well and happy rebirth launch date. Yeah. My question this week is What is a mini game that you were not sold on first, but then started to like it? I've been focusing on Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And this past week, I did almost all of Don Doko Island, which is the Animal Crossing-style minigame. And while at first I was not into it, it kept pulling me until I completed it. So I throw the ball to you guys. What's a minigame you came around on? I hear the da- the Dandoko Island is something else. Like, it's really good. Yeah. I, One of these I, days I'll get into Yakuza. It's just not now. I'm thinking maybe, like, in May... No, June. don't put don't don't do that. I was very tempted. It's forty bucks right now. But I, know, like, I know, but we don't I'm know not... what other games are coming. Exactly. You're right. You're right. I don't know. Mini games usually just don't speak to me. I'm doing them for trophies, and I'm one and done. Uh-huh. So like, Strike is surprisingly good. Uh, in, Ooh, Strike in is great. I like Strike. Yeah, but like that's about it. Um, did not love. Uh, what what is it called in Sea of Stars? The board game with the figurines. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. Wheels. Oh, okay. Didn't oh, love wheels at first, but okay. then I came obsessed with it. I yeah. love wheels and Sea of Stars. And as mm-hmm. much as I'd like to say I didn't like this at first, I, I th- that's a lie. I love Blitzball from Final Fantasy X with all my heart. Fair. I would easily take a full-on Blitzball game on its own. Uh, <laughs> it's 
awesome. And shout out to all the Final Fantasy card games. I cannot wait for the Rebirth one. Oh my god, I can't wait. Ooh, hooey. And our last question of the mm-hmm. Pony po- Pony? Nope. Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. Yeah. Sinduel writes in, happy question. In 30 to 40 years, when surrounded by your grandchildren, what would be the greatest gaming or otherwise accomplishment that you would tell them of? I'm on my deathbed, dude. Mm-hmm. I got my family surrounded me. Mm-hmm. I grab little Joe Jr., the third. I bring him in. I go, I'm sorry about all that toxic air outside, because let's be honest, 30, 40 years, we're living in bubbles, literal house bubbles. I bring him in. I go, boy, let me tell you about that boy. Let me tell you something before I go. Grab him by his shirt, bring him in. I platinum Elden Ring twice in the same year. How did I know that's what you were going to say? <laughs> same year, boy. And I touch his face. I just go, carry on my memory. Yeah. <laughs> I slowly die. It's yeah. it's fucking tragic. Everybody's crying, and I am played out by the Elden Ring theme. <laughs> this is what Grandpa wanted. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep oh. it gaming focused because I'll get too serious oh. and cry if I do other like real life sure. accomplishments. Sure. Um. Oh, me? It'd be like absolutely nothing. I platinum down. <laughs> 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 It'll be on my tombstone. Uh, Live, laugh, Elden Ring to Platinum twice. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll have all my grandchildren around me, family, friends, uh-huh. and uh, I will say it's also trophy related. Okay. I I am the first to platinum and will be the show twenty three, right. as well as the indie game Forgone. Ooh. I've done it twice. He's done it twice. I'll do it again. And then he's like. What's a what's a platinum, Grandpapa? PlayStation's How dead. Uh... <laughs> what? It died in 2029. <laughs> you oh, just no. realize you have dementia and you forget again. You uh, Joe, I'm going to be so mad at you yeah. when we're doing this in 2029 and PlayStation is dead. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Everything's fine. That's five years away, Joe. It's Kyle. Joe. Then, don't Everybody. put that don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Again, it's like at the end of the day, everything is fine. Take don't. some deep breaths. Take some deep breaths. We're in a bubble. People will come back to games. It's okay. It's okay. And again, we gotta play the line of like what's happening sucks. And we're not gonna give those people an out for like, oh, well, it's just them, like they overcalculated in in during the COVID Joe, era. You're taking that joke way too seriously. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was well, not just being let me, now, let me, now let me finish the point. It's like those people, like the blame doesn't go, all oh, right, it's, they overshot expectations. It's like anybody with a brain should have known that like that wasn't going to work out the way they did. But like, again, 2029, you're going to be playing your PlayStation 6 cruising on your hoverboard in Santa Monica, you know, boardwalk. So you're going to be fine. Oh. Okay, I moved all the way out to California. You're very successful. You actually made it into the Bitcoin business. Oh man! Yeah, mm-hmm. I I can't wait to realize what <laughs> triggered me to go down that road. <laughs> yeah, you you got your blue check mark and you got the Apple Vision Pro Pros Plus. <laughs> I I actually followed all those bot accounts and say, "Yo, go to Elon's site and type yep. in this code, and they'll get." A free Bitcoin. Yep. I actually did that. 
And you did it, dude. You won. Spoiler alert. Don't do that, friends. <laughs> don't do that. He's telling you to invest. <laughs> nope, I am not. <laughs> I'm going to help you here, Kyle. Invest. invest in yourselves, not Bitcoin. <laughs> it's fair. Is it still a thing? I don't know. Kyle, uh-huh. listen. That's been the trophy room this week. All right. Ooh, we. We made it. This was... This, this felt therapeutic. I think we yeah. did a good job here today. Yeah. yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That said, Kyle, you are doing mm-hmm. big things. You were literally on Inside Gaming. How wild is that? Tell everybody where they can find you. Spotlight your stuff, sir. Spotlight what? Oh, like, what well, 6 one indie. I've been saying this for, for repeat now for years. Y'all are doing things that like other people just dream of. So I don't want to hear this like self doubt nonsense because mm, mm. you're you're on to you're on to something big, bud. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, you can follow me on the internet at Mr. K Set pretty much everywhere. One of these days I'll drop into Hell Divers with you, Joe, and the community. One of these yes. days, Rebro's here though. I don't no, know. I don't expect that. Not not this <laughs> week. Not even next. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, like Joe said, uh, six one indies popping off. Um, I don't know if I said it last week. I can't remember when we announced it. Uh, but we've joined forces with Vicarious PR. Uh, we're now under that family. That's where I I do work during my day job. Ooh. So we're still our dumb selves. We still are going to like I said, be our dumb selves and talk the way we talk and cover what we want and just celebrate indie games. Nothing's changing. They're just helping make uh, our showcase dreams uh, even more possible. And in addition, uh, the Indie Game Awards presented by 6-1 Indie is something we are doing this year to celebrate the indie games and the devs who make them. Um, As Joe mentioned, I was on Inside Gaming with Mike and we just talked about the Indie Game Awards, our showcases, what indie games mean to us, how we started, all that jazz. So you can go check that out over there. Um, second part of uh, me joining the Left Behind Club went live today for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so go check that out and give it a listen to warm me up for Rebirth. And yeah, showcases in full effect and full production. Hot damn. We did 10 interviews with devs this week. Oh, hot damn. I, I will spoil a little, little something, everybody. Yeah, say it. A little something. Oh, okay. One of the games is was made by a high schooler. Ooh. Who's currently still in high school. Ooh. We interviewed him today before he went to high school. <laughs> That's awesome. Wild. That's wild. <laughs> and wild. it's so crazy that he's making Silk Song. That's nuts. We found him, everybody. We found him. That's why he's... We found Team Cherry. (laughs) That's why he's taking so goddamn long. He's in home economics. Exactly. Stop making the pies. Start making this game, goddammit. I don't care what Jesse in seventh period's been saying about. Just start finishing this goddamn game. That's why the quest for unfinished homework. That's right. That's right. She's Louise. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Children are our future. Everybody, you can follow me over at Mr. Badbit, where you can yell at me like so many people have been doing the past few days. It's nuts. Uh, you can follow the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can follow this show wherever you get your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple uh podcast, whether that's Spotify. Um uh, wherever you get your podcast service of choice. And if we're not on there, please let us know so we could change that 
ASAP. Uh, you can find this show when we go live each and every Wednesday night over on youtube.com slash PS Trophy Room uh, each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And uh, yeah, rate the show five stars if you like it. And if you don't, well, just you know, keep your keep keep your thoughts in your pocket. All right, bud. <laughs> all that said, with all that out of the way, love you all so much. Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I, I plugged it enough, but it really does mean a lot. Uh, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you. The caffeine's hit me. Keep playing PlayStation. Sorry, keep hunting. Keep playing PlayStation. Bye. Love you. <laughs>